our Lord. Today we begin our 40-day journey. <coughs> Ashes are imposed with a cross on our foreheads. Ashes for the Christian reminds us of confession, of repentance, of suffering, of grief. And today is the first external reminder that Lent has come and that I must die. When God first confronted Adam and Eve in the garden after the fall, God immediately reminded Adam that just as he came from the dust of the ground, so his body would become dust again. Back during the imposition of ashes, he heard, Remember that you are dust, and to dust you shall return. Death comes to all people, because all have been born with it from our first parents. And King David truly confesses this. He says in Psalm 51, I was brought forth in iniquity and in sin. My mother conceived me. You know, there are many different churches today that fail to see the value in Lent. They'll skip the Lenten season and they'll jump to Palm Sunday and then to Easter. Lent is a very healthy annual spiritual practice for us. Because it truly implores us to take off the old clothing of sin so that we can be clothed anew by Jesus Christ. Now, if you review scriptures, there are several places in there where you'll find the evidence of ashes. The first one, Job covered himself with ashes because of his grief and shame. Two, Jeremiah reminds us of ashes and lamentations. Jonah preached to the city of Nineveh. And what happened? The king and all of the people mourned in dust and ashes. Finally, Jesus did not hide from ashes. But he exhorted the Galilean cities of Chorazon, Bethsaida, and Capernaum to repent in sackcloth and ashes, as we heard in the gospel a few minutes ago. So the ashes that you wear tonight remind you of your sin. Just as Nineveh sinned and repented in dust and ashes, many others repented. For God sent prophets and his word. As I said at the beginning of our service this evening, we're starting a sermon series called Promised Treasures. And each week we will look at an item and see how that impresses upon us of who we are and of what God has done for us. Many of these items we're going to find out are common.
common in our everyday life. And so hopefully, by thinking about these, they can help you in your Lenten preparation. But tonight, we sit and clothe ourselves in dust and ashes as Job did. Yesterday I found out roughly 59 people now, almost 60, are doing the daily recap, reading the Bible in a year here at the church. Kind of knocked me over with a feather. But you know what I say? Praise the Lord. Because that's what it takes to change. We just finished the book of Job. And I think all of us in general know the, the general outline of Job. Job was blessed with a large family from God. He had a wife, seven sons. He had three daughters. He owned much land, numerous servants, ten thousands of animals. He was one of the wealthiest men in the East. Probably like the modern day Elon Musk. Without the attitude problem here. But however, God allowed almost all his earthly possessions to be taken away in one fell swoop. Then he permitted Job's body to be so deeply afflicted with boils and sores from the bottom of his feet to the top of his head. That he literally had to use broken pieces of pottery to scrape the scabs of skin in order to get relief. All was so badly lost that even Job's wife said, curse God and die. And we know as we finish the book of Job, that Job does not do that. Yes, he questions God. And then there we find a little humility. And you know, at times it's when we go through those rough times that perhaps God is wanting us to see something in a different perspective. But all Christians must suffer. Some sufferings and trials are worse or less than others. Some are self-made due to the hurt that we have caused others. Other suffering is brought upon us. All because we live in a fallen world. And here's one point. When sin touches us, so does death. Our grandparents die, our parents die, our children die, our loved ones die. And so we sit in ashes with Job and we remember what Luther said before God. Luther says this, we are beggars, this is true. Begging for mercy, begging for grace, 
Begging for how? But begging that God look upon me. God look upon me as one who has come to him in repentance and then to receive that gift of grace. Repentance levels the playing field of life. It makes us recognize that any and every blessing that we have comes from the hand of God. However, being baptized into Christ's death is more than just wearing ashes. Because Jesus promises us that he is also going to raise us from these ashes. And then he assures us that we have eternal life. Remember Gina? Gina. <laughs> That's my wife's name. Um, she's, I mean, Jesus promised Martha at Lazarus' death. I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me, even though he dies, yet he shall live. And St. Paul says, we were buried with him, therefore, with him by baptism into death, in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead, we too might walk in the newness of life. So we are no longer clothed in death, but we are clothed. In Christ. Jesus washes and raises you now with a renewed purpose. He wipes away all of your ashes and he promises to bless you. Good Friday is coming. It reminds us that Jesus Christ has taken our ashes and our old clothing and he nailed it to the cross. All of it. It was all buried with him and is no more. That is why St. Paul says, God made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him he might become the righteousness of God. Easter promises that God always raises the dead. And so you now have hope and joy because God raised his only son from the dead. And so we sit in dust and ashes today to grieve, to suffer, to repent again. However, we grieve as Job did. It's kind of a weird thinking, isn't it? We grieve as Job did. Job never gave up. Job had hope and promise in his Redeemer. And in the end, dear friends, you will not be clothed in ashes, but with stunning white robes washed completely by the blood of the Lamb. Your joy is not found in you, but only 
in the Lord Jesus Christ. In him, you are clothed. In him, you are redeemed. In him, you are secure. In him, you are forgiven. To God be the glory forever and ever. Amen. We now rise and confess our faith in the words of the Nicene Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, 